Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. A journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. So stop thinking about those things that you're going to do. Just do it. Just start taking that step today. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Julius Oni. Julius is joining us from Baltimore, Maryland where he is a full-time orthopedic surgeon specializing in hip and knee replacements at Johns Hopkins. He is also CEO of Excite Capital Investments, which encourages all who qualify to passively invest in multifamily real estate. In his portfolio currently, he's GP and an LP in over $125 million in assets under management. Julius, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Slocum. I really appreciate the opportunity Great to, to have uh, you here. chat. So I am Julius Oni, just like you said, an orthopedic surgeon in, in Baltimore, Maryland. And the name of our company is Excite Capital, where we collaborate with our community of investors to buy cash flowing multifamily properties. And we started buying properties somewhere in early 2020. In the last two and a half years, we've been able to accumulate 
an asset under management of about 125 million. And by the end of this year, we'll be at about 170 million. So I am very proud of what the team has been able to do over the last few years. And our growth has been a testament to the power of community, to the power of partnership, and to the power of what people can do when they pull their resources and go after mutual goal. With regards to my personal background, I'm an immigrant. Originally, I'm from Nigeria. Came to the U.S. in 1999 when I started college. So did my college in upstate New York and afterwards moved to D.C. for medical school. After medical school, I was in New York City at NYU for my orthopedic surgery residency and then moved on to Chicago for my joint replacement fellowship. Over the last 10 years, I've been in practice replacing people's hips and knees. And I usually joke that the only thing I'm really licensed to do is really to replace people's hips and knees, particularly when I'm doing my webinars for our real estate, uh, <laughs> real estate deals and, and for people to double check everything I say with their financial professionals. But obviously, over the last several years, I discovered multifamily real estate in collaboration with my two partners, Mr. Leslie Awesome and Mr. Tenny Tolofari. I was super fortunate to find two other guys that were just super passionate about creating legacy wealth through investments in real estate. And over the last few years, we've been able to educate and get a significant number of people to join us in this vision of collaborating, pulling our resources, and buying cash flow in multifamily real estate and creating legacy wealth for us and our families. Julius, two months before we are recording this and likely four months before it airs, my interview of Leslie Awasam about Excite published on all of the podcast apps and locations. So good to have a catch up with you. We were, it was a conversation about data-driven analytics and how that data-driven analytics informs and fuels the underwriting and the analysis that you all are doing at Excite. You started a little over two years ago. You have 125 million in assets under management now. You're headed to 170 in the next couple of months. Yeah, before the year's end, yeah. That's fast. Of the deals that you're set to close in 2022, mm -hmm. when did you get the last one under contract? That's a great question. The most recent one that we got under contract, we put under contract about a month ago. We put under contract about a month ago. So we're talking towards the end of Q3. Yeah, towards the end um, of Q3. 2022. So all of the same things are relevant now that were relevant then about yep. the economy and a crazy downturn and inflation Absolutely. and interest rates. And have you guys gotten anything else under contract since then? No, not yet. Absolutely not. But we've been pretty busy because we actually slated to close a deal prior to that on November, actually this Friday. So this Friday, we'll be closing the deal prior to that. And then almost immediately, we're going to be going right into the next deal. This most recent deal that we're going into, we actually had been pursuing for some time. We went into the best and final and we're second. But for some okay. reason, the first group backed out and here we are. 
I always joke with my partners. We like to be second place because I would say three of our last five deals, we were second place. The first group backed out. For some reason, it didn't work out and it came to us and we closed the deal. So anytime we're second place, we usually like, yeah, this sounds like it's going to be the deal for us. And guess what? One of those deals, we're actually going full cycle on it. And we're closing on that one on November 8th nice. and selling it after holding it for about 18 months. And we're going to be giving our investors some fantastic returns, at least 1.5x equity multiple on that one. So super excited about it. <laughs> you guys are value-add apartment investors, correct? Yeah. What are your targeted metrics? Is it equity multiple? Is there a targeted cash on cash and IRR that you're looking to deliver to investors? So usually we are always looking to deliver at least a 6% cash and cash to our investors, at least an average annual return of 15% to 25% in an ideal world <laughs> and equity multiples over three to seven year period of between 1.5 to 2.5 X. So that's usually just roughly what we're targeting, but it's usually a combination of some cash and cash of at least 6% and average annual returns of at least 15%. Within apartments, what yep. markets are you targeting and what types of properties or locations within those markets are you buying? That's a great question. So typically we are looking in the Southeast US. So we've been mostly focused on North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. We certainly have looked at some of the Sun Belt states Texas, Florida, but the competition in some of those states are pretty stiff, as you well know. So we've gotten some good traction in Columbia, South Carolina. We just are closing on our first deal in Atlanta, or actually our second deal in Atlanta, Georgia, but first deal as the lead general partner. So we are slowly but surely breaking into the markets that we are interested in, but we constantly look in mostly in the Southeast US. And the reason why we are that interested in that part of the U.S. is because of obviously the population growth, the median household income growth, the diversity of employers that are moving down there, the increase in rent growth in those markets, and certainly the increase in just the general migratory trend of people just moving down south from the northeast, from the west sometimes, has really encouraged us to explore those markets. And to good effect, we've really, really found some great deals and are doing very well for our investors on those deals. Julius, within those markets, do you find yourself targeting A, B, C class, all of the above? That's a great question. So we have mostly played in the B and C classes, but occasionally we've actually done all. What am I talking about? Our last close prior to the one was an A-class property. It all depends on, one, the particular property. And if the underwriting checks out and the numbers work, then we go after it, be it A, B, or C-class property. As far as there's some business case to be made for some value add, then we'll go for it. Because some of the older Class A properties also could use some value add. It may not be a heavy value add that we would do for a Class C property, but it could be something like a smart upgrade for the units, for an updating of the pool area, upgrading the business center, adding some co-working spaces within the property or something along those lines. This is another type of value add that we've done on some properties. But for the Class C properties, 
then obviously we do the heavy value add, improve the curb appeal, do the full shebang on moving the classic units to more modern units. Julius, within Excite, what do you focus on? What are your responsibilities? That's a great question. So I'm the CEO and co-founder, obviously, at Excite Capital, and I'm mostly focused on the investor relations and the overall vision of the company. So Leslie Allison, my fantastic partner, who you have interviewed, is the numbers genius. He's the guy that does all the underwriting and oversees our underwriting and also does all the operations for the company. Tenny Tolofari, who is my other partner, he's the director of acquisitions, and he works on the overseas deal flow. He interacts with the brokers, gets us the deal, and then he passes it on to Leslie's group. He underwrites the deals, and eventually we get the deal under contract, and I go out there and oversee the investor relations, obviously, in the in-between times, and certainly oversee the fundraising process. So we are three legs of a tripod, and without one, the tripod cannot stand. So we, we work very well with each other and have complementary strengths. That makes a lot of sense. Knowing that you're focused on investor relations, Julius, we're recording at the beginning of November, 2022. Have you noticed recently any change in the interests, behaviors of your investors or the quantity of investors who are looking to get into your deals? Absolutely. No questions about it. Everybody's spooked. (laughs) At least the vast majority of people are. And even the most savvy investors are a little more reserved about going all in on deals and doing even extra due diligence in deals that they're going into right now. And that is for good reasons. So we finding that we are having to educate the investors even more about what we think our assumptions about where the interest rates are going, what we think our assumptions are about where cap rates are going to go within whatever markets we are. What we think our assumptions are about the supply chain dynamics with regards to all the value add that we need to do. What we think our assumptions are about what's going to happen in the different markets that we operate in. So a lot of these things and all of the things that we're doing to essentially create cushions in the deals, we have to educate the investors about. And we found that to be more than sufficient for the investors. Because yes, it's a little harder, particularly because a lot of people really had a lot of challenges in the stock market. So because of that, some of them are reluctant to obviously pull their money out at the bottom. So they are keeping their money in the stock market and therefore have less liquid to play with. But for the most part, with all the education that we're doing and with people seeing us as their preferred investment partners, at least the people in our community of investors, we've not really had too much issues with closing our deals. Gotcha. So investors are spooked. Yesterday was Halloween. So (laughs) great word to use there, Julius. But also you're seeing a lot of investors who right now are looking to keep their money in the stock market because they feel like whether or not it's bottoming out, the value of their stock portfolio has dropped considerably. Mm-hmm. And so instead of pulling out at the bottom, they're exactly. looking to stick it out and see. Absolutely. Um, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and some people are even doubling down. 
they put more in if they truly believe in the diversification of their portfolio or the choices of their stocks then some people are doubling in and just going right into the stock market hoping that it doesn't drop down any further and hopefully rebalance their portfolio that way but what we try to tell our investors is that multifamily real estate has traditionally done well even in recessions this is one of those recession resistant type of asset classes and as far as we are underwriting appropriately and having super conservative assumptions, and then we are very confident that we are still going to do very well for our investors and for ourselves. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Everyone is looking for a recession-resilient investment. How can you try to prevent from losing money by picking the wrong fund and sponsor? Right now, you can get Reliant Real Estate Management's free guide, 10 Things to Consider in a Real Estate Investment Fund, by visiting besteverreliant.com. Answer questions like, is the organization's focus on you? And does the fund keep employees? Reliant Real Estate Management is ranked one of the top 20 largest self-storage operators in the country with one billion dollars in self-storage assets. After completing three funds and selling 38 properties with zero dollars of investor principal loss, they have an average project level IRR of 33% in just over 3.5 years. Visit besteverreliant.com right now to receive the 10 things to consider in a real estate investment fund and get access to the latest investment opportunities. That's besteverreliant.com, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R-R-E-L-I-A-N-T.com. Julius, I know you are not involved in acquisitions as much, but with the recent economic and global political volatility that we have experienced now fully into the fourth quarter of 2022, Mm -hmm. are you all changing the way that you look at deals, analyze, or offer on deals right now? Some of the things that could be impacting your decision-making, of course, interest rates, the slowing of rent growth, which of course is felt in different classes within apartments and in different metro areas in different ways. Are you all changing or adapting to any of this? And what are the fundamentals that you're sticking to that you're not willing to back down off of right now? Absolutely. That's a wonderful question. And that's a relatively difficult question too, in the sense that the way that our acquisitions process has changed is multifactorial. So obviously with the increase in the interest rate and some of the sellers not willing to sell at a higher cap rate yet, we are having to be much more careful about how aggressive we are with our offers. So also we are projecting a slower rank growth in almost all of the deals that we underwrite in at this point. And we are also projecting that we are going to exit at a much higher cap rate than we typically would have. So instead of, for example, projecting that we're going to exit out at a cap rate that is only 40 or 50 basis point higher than what we entered into the deal with, we would project that it would be 150 basis point higher in many cases. So being that conservative and we still build a lot of cushion into the deal and the deal still checks out and still pencils and fewer and fewer of them are doing that nowadays, then we 
put a fair offer on the deal. But we are certainly doing everything in our power to make sure that we are protecting the downside for our investors and us. Underwriting for more conservative growth and a more conservative cap rate on exit. Are you all making any projections about what the coming months and years will look like if or how deep a recession would go and how long it would last? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right, Slocum? (laughs) It is. I think a lot of people have offered their opinions on this and I've read a lot of economists and their projections on how long the recession may be and how long the feds are going to continue to bump up the interest rates and how quickly they're going to ease off of quantitative tightening and maybe possibly start QE again. No one knows, but I think in the most conservative quarters, what I think is that the Fed will probably stop increasing interest rates sometime in 2023, maybe 2024. <laughs> Who knows? I think it should top out hopefully sometime in 2023, but the effects of that is hopefully going to be eventually felt sometime in early 2024. And my hope is that it would then start to drop at some point in maybe mid to late 2024. And by 2025, things will start to trend down again, where we have in decreasing interest rates and hopefully pressing cap rates again. But obviously, who knows where it's going to be dropping from? Is it going to be 10%? <laughs> you know? Of course. Of is, course. is it going to be 7%? Yeah, I wasn't asking you to pull out your crystal ball as oh, okay. much as I okay. wanted. I just wanted a lead in to this question, which is given that you, in that you are aggressively pursuing deals right now, yeah. What kind of debt are you looking to take on? And how much is the current economic climate factoring into your decisions about debt? Got it. Obviously, Fannie and Freddie are just not willing to give any significant LTV at this point. The last time we checked, it was 50 to 60% loan to value ratio, which means we were going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting with the raise on a lot of these deals. So we've actually been doing a lot of assumption deals recently. So a lot of this deals with long-term debt, because obviously some of the fundamentals is that you want to get into long-term debt. You want cash flowing property. So two of our last three deals, including the one that we're going into are assumption deals. So we are just getting some supplemental loan to, to move on those. The previous one that we closed this year was a Fannie loan, but obviously at that point we still had some favorable interest rates. The most yeah. recent deal we are closing is a bridge loan, but we bought a pretty aggressive rate cap of 1%. So we're still lucky enough to lock it in at 4.2%. Um, oh, wow. It, it, yeah, yeah. For how plus long? 4.2% plus so far, but then we bought a rate cap for three years. Gotcha. So yeah, hoping to write out whatever the recession was going to present to us. So we have a determined that loan was three plus one plus one. So our hope, and I think we are completely within our conservative baseline to hope that whatever is going to happen with the interest rates is going to hopefully be done in three to five years, hopefully, and that we will be hopefully back in a more favorable environment at that time. But we've stress tested almost all of these deals to see even what would happen in the worst case scenario and 
Our first goal for all of our deals is cash preservation, is to preserve our investors' principal. And then we certainly also want to do well for them. So we tend to try to underpromise and with the hopes of over-delivering for them. But going back to your question, yeah, we're still willing to explore some bridge debt. But obviously, if we're going to do that, then we want to buy a, a pretty aggressive rate cap. And the deal still has to work with that before we would consider it. But yeah, the deal we're going into right now is more of a management play. We're doing a debt assumption and just going to manage it a little better, reduce the expenses, expect relatively flat rent growth, and the deal still works. So it's a beautiful thing. Nice. (laughs) Well, Julius, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Why not? Let's do it. Great. What is the best ever book you recently read? I just actually finished Sapiens. Yes. And that was incredible. That's a book that completely changes your perception of the world we live in and the history of mankind. So I truly enjoyed it. Yes, Yuval Noah Harari. Sapiens, great book. Yep, yep. What is your best ever way to give back? I'm fortunate to also collaborate with a couple of other orthopedic surgeons. And we have a nonprofit called Operation Stand Walk Run, where we perform free total hips and knee replacements for people who can afford it in Africa. We were just in Nigeria in March doing those surgeries for people who couldn't afford it. And it was so rewarding. And the beautiful thing about it is that Excite Capital was one of the sponsors of that trip. So in those cases, my two worlds kind of come colliding where we are able to use some of the gains from the real estate work to make a difference in the lives of people in different parts of the world. So that's one of the ways that I give back. I give back in other ways also, but that's just one of them. Julius, thus far in your real estate investing, what is the biggest mistake you've made and the best ever lesson that resulted from it? That's a great question. Mistake I've made. So I would say probably the biggest mistake sometimes is in my experience investing in real estate so far, the biggest mistake I've made so far is thinking that single family real estate was going to create legacy wealth for me personally (laughs) because initially when i started learning about real estate i initially thought i was going to buy one single family home every year for the next 30 years create a small portfolio and then sell a massive portfolio eventually but then i quickly realized that it was just a little too time intensive energy intensive and the cash flow wasn't as impressive as i expected And I certainly realized quickly that I wasn't a great landlord, at least to single tenant rentals. So it was after that that I segued into multifamily in collaboration with my partners. And I'm so thankful that I was able to make that pivot. So for me, moving into multifamily was the best thing that's ever happened to me in real estate. But certainly thinking that single family was going to do it for me was the biggest mistake. And I lost some years doing that. Julius. What is your best ever advice? My best ever advice is that a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. So stop thinking about those things that you're going to do. Just do it. Just start taking that step today. You want to lose some weight? Just start working out. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, start doing it. You want to go into multifamily real estate? Start listening to some podcasts. Start taking some steps towards your goals. You want to be like Excite Capital and have a billion dollars in real estate in the next few years? 
Start collaborating with the other folks. Start educating people. Start seeing where partnership can take you. Figure out how to get to those deals, how to underwrite them quickly and efficiently. Figure out how to get those investors that are going to come together and help you acquire those properties. So for me, once I realized that, that was a game changer for me. Awesome. And Julius, last question, where can people get in touch with you? I can be reached at Julius Oni, J-U-L-I-U-S-O-N-I at Excite Capital. I'm also on LinkedIn as Julius Oni, J-U-L-I-U-S-O-N-I. And you could just check out our website at excitecapital.com, X-S-I-T-E capital.com. Awesome. And those links are in the show notes for our best ever listeners. Best ever listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you've gained value from this conversation, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this with a friend that you know we can add value to through this conversation. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thank you so much, Slocum. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Have a beautiful day.